0: We're going back in time, and about the same time that I used to have floppy disks for a computer, my first laptop, or not laptop, what am I talking about? My first desktop, um, that kind of music was popular. Uh, Well, it turns out, of course, think back to the 90s and the 80s and the floppy disks. Now, I thought immediately back to the 80s and those big five-and-a-half-inch ones that were actually floppy. I don't think anybody uses those anymore. Maybe maybe someone out there still has a few lying around, but those really aren't what we're going to be talking about just here. Let's move up just a little bit to their much sleeker, smaller, hard plastic cased um, cousin, the three and a half inch disc. Um, if you think back to the 80s and 90s, those were still pretty common, of course, right? But... Then like all things these days, it doesn't take long before things start to fade away a little bit, replaced, I guess, by CD technology. In fact, Sony stopped making those 3.5-inch discs, um, 3.5-inch discs altogether, I think, in 2011. But say you actually still needed one. Uh, Well, there is one last bulk supplier out there who sells them, and business, it turns out, is pretty good. Meet Tom Persky of floppydisc.com, and this is a quick thing great big story did about him just a while back to give you a taste of what's coming.
1: When I look at a floppy disk today, I look at something that's valuable and that I use, and yet when most people look at it, they'll look at it almost as a joke. Floppydisk.com. I'm the last man standing in the floppy disk business because I basically forgot to get out of the business. In this office, we're in a time warp. The manufacturing of the diskettes is over, and so all of the diskettes that will be made, have been made. I'm desperately trying to acquire as many diskettes as I possibly can. All kinds of disks come flying into our doors. From time to time, commercial recycler will call me up and say, hey, I have somewhere between 35 and 50,000 disks. We sort them. We run them through a process to erase the information. Once the diskettes are reformatted and relabeled, we're able to resell them. We do sell to the US government. There are a number of applications that the government has that call for the use of a floppy disk. The old saw is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Most of our business is for commercial and industrial use, whether they be embroidery machines, ATMs, avionics for airplanes. Those machines are still around and they're going to last for quite a few more years. The floppy disk business will not
0: be around forever. Are you sad about that? No, I won't be around forever either. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a taste of uh, what you're about to hear. What we're about to talk about, Tom Persky joins me now from Lake Forest in California, which is right near Irvine, I do believe. Tom, thanks for staying up late tonight. Much appreciated. Happy to do it. I'm on the West Coast like you are, so it's not too late for me. <laughs> not too bad. So how did you get involved in, in, in this back when?
2: Well, it's kind of a strange story. I started out as a tax lawyer and uh, left the tax business to go to work for a small southern california to do tax and accounting software work and we discovered a a need to distribute our tax software and this was back in the 1990s and so we distributed the software on floppy disks and uh, when we had a small software business uh, it was not much of a burden to be able to distribute it but when we sold 150,000 copies of a piece of software to one company, we needed to find a way to do mass duplication. So we meant, went from being purely in the software business, being in the copy disk duplication business. And the piece that you just ran suggested that I'm still in the business because I forgot to get out of the business. Well, I guess that's, that's really right. Um, I, I never thought in a million years I would ever sell a blank floppy disk because in 1990, you could get a blank floppy disk at your local Office Max or Office Depot or Staples store. You could get it at Comp USA or Best Buy. And there's no way in the world I would be able to compete with those kinds of retailers. But all those people slowly got out of the business, and I continued to have a large inventory of blank floppies for our duplication business. And before I knew it, I ended up sending, I think probably being the largest seller of blank floppy disks left in the world.
0: It is is remarkable. I mean, it sort of was a war of attrition. (laughs) Well, maybe not. It was sort of everyone kind of bailed. It was sort of the blockbuster syndrome, right? The big retailers all disappeared, but there was always still a need out there. Amazing though from tax law. I mean, obviously in that piece that I played, Uh, that's actually a video if you want to go watch it on YouTube. And you can see your office, and it does not look like a tax lawyer's office, Tom. (laughs) No. And I mean that as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) It it looks
2: a, a little bit like, well, if we could go back in time to those of you who remember Raiders of the Lost Ark, that in the last scene when he's walking through a warehouse and there's stuff simply all over the place, that's sort of what it's like.
0: So I was reading that, um, and you mentioned it in the piece too. That essentially these were stopped; they stopped making these uh, more than a decade ago now. Um, so where do you get supply? Are you essentially the the last person? You're like the the repository for every last one of these diskettes that are still out there that people want to want to get rid of.
2: Well, about five ten five or ten years ago, I made a, a large buy of half a million or a million discs. And I thought that would be enough to sort of blast me, but it turns out that, um, uh, that people find floppy discs all over the place and send them to us. And some people sell them to us earlier, you know, in the piece, or actually it was before the piece that you played, you talked about the five and a quarter inch flexible floppy discs, and they were replaced by that hard shell uh, uh, disk that we you call a floppy disk, and I call a floppy disk, but not everybody in the world calls it a floppy disk. Right now, h- h- how do I know that? I know that because in South Africa they call it a stiffy disk. Stiffy disk. They wanted right. to, yes they they wanted to make a distinction between the flexible floppy disk, which was five and a quarter inches, and the and the hard case disk, which is floppy. now why do I know that they're called stiffy disks is that three months ago somebody from South Africa called me up and said, You wanna buy fifty thousand stiffy discs for me? And sure enough, they put them on a boat and they showed up in my warehouse. And now I have another fifty thousand discs that have showed up, you know, on
0: pallets <laughs> up up in <laughs> my you, crazy you, warehouse. At some point in that conversation, I have to imagine you asked him exactly what he was talking about. <laughs> well, I've been around long enough to know what what, what he was getting at, but
2: it, it all the different out, terms but it's just kind of amazing that somebody from South Africa would find me and say, "Hey, I've got these discs can i can I get them off my hands 'cause right i don't want I don't want to take them to the dump, and they must they it sounds like you have some possible use for them. Do you want to buy them and that's what we did.
0: That's what you do. Um, and you managed to get a great domain name, too, by the way. I mean, floppy diskcom pretty much says it all. So I think that must be a bit of the secret to your – bit of the recipe to success, too. It must be well, in some it, senses. It,
2: it's a little bit of an embarrassing secret because uh, back in the 80s and 90s, I was a little bit of an Internet guy. And uh, I thought that the Internet was something that really didn't – shouldn't have been monetized. It was supposed to be free for everybody. And I – got an email from somebody saying that they wanted to sell me the domain name, floppy disk.com. Now, we used to call those people cyber squatters. I don't know if they still right. do that. Right. But, but I thought, I am not going to do business with a cyber squatter. And I turned to my wife and I said, can you believe some cyber squatters wants to sell me floppy disk.com? It's an outrage. And she says, how fast can I pay the check? <laughs> 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 so she helped me get my head out of where it shouldn't have been. <laughs> and, we, and we got the domain name.
0: And the rest is history. Um, I have many other questions. I mean, clearly when you get these, you get lots that, that have data on them already. Do you have to, you must get some some unused ones, but I guess you have to erase all of them and repurpose them, right?
2: Well, I mean, we, we get a different kinds of discs. There are people who sell us blank. The only thing that we buy are are, are New discs in sealed packs, but people also send us discs for recycling. And when they send us discs for recycling, we erase the discs, we reformat the discs, we relabel the discs, and we try to resell the discs. Now, some of those discs fall out and are uh, cannot be reused, and we try to repurpose those for other for other purposes. And in fact. There's quite a thriving little community of people who make things out of floppy disks, and uh, we have a, uh, we have a large number of what we call promotional discs, non-working floppy discs that we sell to people that they use for all kinds of things. I mean, here's a crazy example. Are you ready for this? Sure, you go to a te- you can go to a tech conference now, right? And now that COVID is over, we can actually go back to conferences. Yay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you go to your tech conference and you say, okay, I want my conference badge. And what they give you is a badge, which is a lanyard, you know, that would go around your neck that slips through a floppy disk. And your badge is actually the label on the floppy disk.
0: Wow. Now, that's a very cool idea. So you'd be behind that. Those would be your floppy disks that they would be using. Lots of times. Lots of times. And and, and when two nerds get
2: married, sometimes they'll take a five and a quarter inch disc or an eight inch disc, which is even older
0: than that, and use them as wedding favors. Remarkable. Nostalgia, you know, you can never beat nostalgia. But Tom, who buys them these days? In 2022, who needs a floppy disc? Or a diskette, we should say. Or a stiffy (laughs) (laughs) disc. Um, you know, our our customers
2: really fall into uh, probably three categories. One is probably the most obvious, which might be the collectors, uh, the people who uh, have retro computing machines. They want to play computer games back from the 70s or 80s, and uh, they, uh, they continue to buy floppy disks, in- including those flexible five-and-a-quarter-inch floppy disks. I think I'm going to run out of those before I run out of anything else. I'm really down to the to to the last uh, couple of uh cases of those uh, flexible floppy disks. Wow. But the um the biggest part of our business right now is what I would call business and industrial users. And it might be surprising to think that their businesses and industrial users are still using floppy disks. But the truth of the matter is that if you had a machine uh, that was built uh, 20 or 30 years ago and that machine is functioning for you and the way that uh, you would get information in and out of that machine 20 or 30 years ago was with a floppy disk and the floppy disk still works today, there may not be a reason to change. Now, I'll give you some examples. One might be the embroidery business. Another might be the tool and die business. Uh, there are lots of there are lots of pieces of medical equipment uh, that can that use floppy disks. Just just as an example, in the embroidery business, let's say that you have a, a piece of embroidery equipment that was built to last 30 or 40 years, and uh, you n- still need to tell it uh, what to sew on that cap, you know, the, or what to uh, or or what company name that you want to print on that T-shirt. So. To get that little tiny bit of information in and out of uh, in and out of that machine, you might you use a floppy disk. And uh, not only do you see you know these more mundane uses like tool and dye and embroidery and medical equipment, you'll even see the use of these in some air- aircraft. Because I would guess that probably. A third to a half of the airplanes that are flying today were built more than 20 years ago. Of maybe course. not for Canadians, maybe not for Americans, but it's a big world out there. And there are lots of old aircraft that are still flying around.
0: It's remarkable to think of all the things that were built to last and were obviously cutting. You know, they were, they were cutting edge technology at the time using floppy disks or diskettes. Uh, but who knew? Who knew that things would switch and change and move around so fast that, uh, you're right, why would you get rid of a perfectly good embroidery machine just because you can't, much easier to go find the floppy disk, right?
2: Yeah, and, and you know the, the reality is, is that, at least in my experience, the floppy disk is a very reliable, very well understood, very dependable, really not hackable way to get that information in and out of a machine. And so frequently, uh, it's really, it's the best solution. Now, you know, a lot of people say, well, isn't a USB drive just as good? Well, probably is just as good in most cases. But if I had to bet my life on getting information off of a floppy disk that was 20 years old or off of a USB drive that was 20 years old, I would definitely go with a floppy disk. We we run a, a what we call our floppy disk transfer service, where people um, send us floppy disks that they have information on that they want to get off. So let's say that you had photos of your children or grandchildren that uh, you stored on a floppy disk and you want to get those off, or you had the first draft of your novel or or dissertation or an address book, or your mother's will uh, that was on a floppy disk. And so people send us that data, and we take it off the floppy disks, put it on a USB drive, or we'll email them the the information so that they can get it. And I will tell you, you know, my industrial customers are very happy that I can provide them with floppy disks for their industrial use, but nobody is happier than a grandmother who sees photographs (laughs) that she took 20 or 30 years ago and we consistently yeah. are able to get uh files off of uh off of floppy disks that were done in the 70s and so if you think about it that's like you know what almost 45 50
0: years ago it is uh, i would not yeah i would not trust a usb drive for that or a cd for that matter i don't i don't or think. a cd because yeah people because they people, tend people to lose CDs are yeah. forever no, I could say they're not. I, I, own, I, own, I own many that aren't forever, yeah
2: yeah, yeah I, uh, they, they do degrade. There's no doubt about it.
0: Well, Tom Persky, it's been fascinating to find out so much about floppy disks. I'm glad you're still doing what you're doing, and that there are so many people out there. Is it you sell about 500 a day, you were saying still? Oh, I think we're at least 500 a day, probably more. but wow. um, uh, we're going to continue doing it until we run out whatever that may be. And again, a nod to your wife. You could find Tom at floppydisks.com. <laughs> there you go. Hey, thanks a lot for the call.